G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. At Chemist Warehouse, find 20% off the everyday low price of Bulldog skincare for men. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Monday, the 15th of November. It's just after 6.30 in the morning here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, not the ideal start to the day. It's not what we all wanted on a Monday. We wanted to be up and about, but it's okay. We're still proud of the Black Caps. What a wonderful tournament. We're going to keep talking about that. Today's match throughout the morning. Keep your texts coming through, double eight double three, And we'll give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line, 0800-150-811 and break it on down. we got the one and only on our show, Baz McCullum, Skip. To break it on down and give us what he saw and what he thought. I thought um, after losing Toskin, 170 odd, Kane Williamson leading the way. It was a good start. Get, you know, gave us a solid foundations to maybe push on through. But Australia were just too good in the end, winning by eight wickets. But we'll break that on down throughout the morning. We're going to get some good guests coming through, some good conversation. Might even get a black cap or or a, or a coach to maybe just give us the initial reactions. After that match throughout the morning. And then just after 8 o'clock, just after 8 o'clock, we've got a new thing starting today. Baz and Izzy's radio frequency starts today. The one lucky caller, a chance to win 1,476 macaroos. $1,476. AM is our Auckland frequencies. But you can call from anywhere and have a chance to win that money, one lucky corner will have the chance every single day this week to win $1,476. Ten questions. Get them all right, you win the grand total. Get one right, you walk home with $14.76. Eh? You'll still give you some money if you even get two, three, or four. you still make some cash. But anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. It's been a, a pretty old tough weekend of sport for Kiwis around the country. It just... Hoping the, the Black Caps would make it all that much better. But no, wasn't meant to be. We just got outplayed by better sides on the Knights. And we're going to cross over to Mata Mata to our good co-host and skip of the show, Baz McCullum. Good morning, brother. Mm, good morning, Iz. Bit disappointing, wasn't it? Gee, I yeah. thought boys were a real live chance, to be honest. I thought even... You know, even uh, midway through that uh, Aussie um, batting innings, I still thought we were a big chance and we just weren't quite able to, mm. um, I guess, settle with the ball and you know, credit to Australia for the way they played. But, um, yeah, one that one that may have got away. I thought Kane's innings this morning was was a masterclass um, on that yeah. wicket. Keep in mind that the real sort of slant towards the team chasing is incredibly significant in this tournament at Dubai too. I think there's been something like 13 games or, or even the last 22 games at Dubai or something, there's only been one team um, that has batted first and has won. So New Zealand had to do it the, uh, the hard way when they lost 
the toss, but I thought 171 or, or whatever it was was a, was a really yeah. good score. And, you know, unfortunately just weren't able to pick up enough wickets and, you know, there'd be some, some pretty disappointed men in that changing room, that's for sure. Is. Mate, well, yeah, I was, 100%, like, you lose a toss. And listening to Dooley on there, like, conditions, they weren't affected. There was not not any dew around, so the ball wasn't really skidding on as the past uh, matches have kind of um, entailed in those uh, f- previous matches over there in Dubai. But, um, yeah, talk to us about the bowling. I just, I just the Kiwi bowlers, I thought their line and length just looked a little bit off. Was that because of their pressure that, that Australia were applying with the bat, the intent they were bringing? They were very, very aggressive with the bat. But I just felt like the, the spinners definitely couldn't get in the game. They were dropping them short. Like you saw when Satna actually gave it a bit of air time and let it you know, float in the air. He was actually getting a lot of rip out of it. But then he'd come back and, and both spinners, they just couldn't get settled. And even a couple of quickies, and apart from Bolte, who was outstanding, they just couldn't get settled, mate. So what's your thoughts in this reaction to that? Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, Mitchell Marsh was very good. He put put the the bowlers under a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, I thought the spinners were just really inconsistent, to be honest. And I mean, they they've been mm. superb for New Zealand throughout the entire World Cup. They've been the whole bowling group has been outstanding. But unfortunately, today they just weren't able to settle, and and they looked like they just were a little bit sort of shocked. You know, like um, they looked like they were just a bit not overawed, but just um, beaten into a submissive sort of state by by Mitchell Marsh in particular. Yep. And, you know, that can happen sometimes. Whether the presence of Warner out there as well and the fact that he is so dominant with the ball coming into the bat, um, you know, so the left-arm spin of Satna and, and then the predominant delivery of, of Ish Sodi, which is the leg spinner, maybe they just weren't able to quite settle with his presence at the crease, but it was Mitchell Marsh who really did the damage. Yeah. So that was... a. Uh, that was a really disappointing aspect, I thought. Um, mm. One thing I will say, they didn't have a lot of luck, the New Zealand bowlers today. How many times, I think you heard on air, when you heard Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott talking about it, there was about three, four, five times where the ball just fell short of the fielder or, or sort of dropped mm. um, to the left or to the right of the New Zealand fielders. But, you know, on another day, those could easily have been taken. But it was just, it was one of those days where I felt like Australia just, they almost bullied the New Zealand bowlers to a degree and only really Trent Bolt um, was able to to really impact um, or make an impact on that game he was outstanding he really was mm. um, but look it's it's one that got away I think I think 170 odd a half time on a slower surface than what we've seen previously New Zealand would have been really pleased especially when you consider that it was only Kane Williamson that was able to generate any sort of strike rate on that pitch so yeah one that got away in a pretty pretty old disappointing time i guess this one could take a little while to get over mate yeah it's gonna take a little while to get over it's been uh it's been a somber old, old weekend of sport and i even got a, a little dig from our co-host stinking weekend of sport. grant elliott <laughs> yeah <laughs> grant elliott from wellington it's the all blacks fault <laughs> it's the all blacks that fault they lost the island <laughs> through the boys off <laughs> so grant elliott's just giving us a wee bit of banter Oh yeah, it was a it was a crazy old weekend. But look, the reality is, um, Australia they played extremely well, and they they took their opportunities, and they had wickets in hand. They came with a lot of intent, a lot of aggression, and um, they thoroughly. And when you get beaten by the better team, you just got to take it on the chin. And that's like the All Blacks; they just got beaten by the better team. 
Ireland were outstanding with their performance, so we can't really complain about it. We just got beaten by a better side on the day. Um, but we'll just try and break it on down throughout the morning and give us a call on the Kenna's High phone line. Let us know what your thoughts are. 0800 150 811. We'll keep those texts coming through. We've got a few texts there for your bears. You want to have a little read? Um, yep. Yeah, I'll read a couple. What have we got here? Uh, the, the Black Caps are still the best overall team in the world. Half a point for runner-up, one point for a win. New Zealand 2, Australia 1, England 1, India half. Uh, what's this one? Our dot ball Kings cost us that one. Phillips needed to be 30 off 18. Guptill probably 50% at best, but this is why we seldom get referred to as world-class two performances versus five. Look, I, I get that. I do get that. Um, I thought there was a, a fair few dots, but at the same time, I think it was definitely the hardest batting conditions, and it's been the hardest batting conditions batting first in Dubai over the last two years. So the, the stats are so stark that you, you have to... You have to accept that it is difficult um, to bat first on a wicket like that and try and succeed. Yes, maybe a little bit more intent was required, and maybe that would have just pushed New Zealand up above 170. But gee, at the start of the day, if you had said, you're going to bat first, New Zealand, you're going to score 171 in a final, you'd say, <laughs> right, where do I sign? Let's let's get into the second half and get our teeth firmly in, into, into this contest. So, look, it, it was a, a frustrating part. Um, one thing I will say as well is like, and, it, and it's hard to say now because they are world champions, but I think Australia stumbled on this, their best side and, and Mitchell Marsh mm. ended up batting three. Keep in mind they started this tournament with Steve Smith at number three and after that, that loss early, they sort of, they made some changes and they, I don't know if it's a great Australian side, um, but now they're a world mm. champion side and you've got to give them the credit for that. So it was a missed opportunity for sure from our boys. Um, you know, keep making them, keep making those finals, and sooner or later, you're going to win one. Yeah. It's been yeah, a pretty we'll remarkable get, ride. We'll get one, you. Bez. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get one. Bez. We'll get one. I just can't get that image. I just can't get that image of Warner and Smith hugging at the end, but then out of my head. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going we're gonna to shoot off quickly. We're going to shoot off. We've got the presentation on the other side after this week break, but we'll be back shortly at 6.42 a.m. in the morning. You listen to Baz and... Is he for breakfast on ECNZ? Busy Dag, we're going to get off to the presentation very shortly as well, and hopefully um, we'll be able to chat to some of the Black Caps players and, and support staff and get their take immediately after, unfortunately, running second in the World Cup final. But no, no disgrace in their performance. They'll be disappointed with the missed opportunity today, no doubt. There's not many times in your, in your life you get the chance to be able to lock away a World Cup and speaking from experience when it doesn't quite come off. It certainly uh, it sits with you for a long time, so those boys will be pretty mm. pretty disappointed today, and you could see it in their faces towards the end. But they've been quite superb over a number of years now, and, and maybe, just maybe, they'll get one of those again soon as another chance at it. They I'm will. sure they'll stand up. And get, they will, mate. They will. They are, they are very good. And look, uh, you just got to accept on the day, you just that sport, there's got to be a winner, there's got to be a loser, and, and on this day, we... We're on the other side of it, but that aside, mate, three formats, they're always there and thereabouts. Um, they're always leading the way. Uh, they're, they've got a wonderful squad, a wonderful side. And, yeah, look, it, it will be with them because we're all competitors and we want to win, and we want to win everything. And this will haunt them for a very long time. There'll be a lot of what-ifs going through their minds. What if I did this differently? What if I did this uh, you know, another way? Maybe I should have bowled like this, blah, blah. There's going to be a lot of those things going through their minds. But, you know, you've got to lose some to win some.
and they'll learn a lot from this. Going forward, they'll learn a lot from this. And, uh, you know, when you when you have a competitive um, score on the first innings, 170-odd, you'd think you're, you're well in this. I'll just... Look, I, I know last week we were, we were talking about the semi-final. Who would we be well uh, matched to play in the final? And I was always a little bit apprehensive about Australia. I don't know why. I don't know why, but you'll probably be able to touch on this, Bears. But do, do you feel Aussie would have rathered us, us than England? Do you feel like they they seen... Have they got the mental edge over us at the moment? Or or, or what's your take on I don't know. There was just something in me. There's an interesting... Mate, mm. there's an interesting text here actually from Chris. Aussie love bullying us. It seems we have a, win- a mental weakness against them. I wanted to play anyone else. And for the All Blacks, beating Aussie team of the 20, 20 year old fly half should have lost to South Africa both times. We have only beat middle of the road teams playing the same rugby from 2019. Foster needs to go. That's from Chris. Well, I'm going to focus on the first point of that. Aussie love bullying us. Yeah. And we have a mental weakness against them. And then to flow on from your question is. I'll put it this way. If we won the World Cup without beating Australia, mm. Australia would not have acknowledged it. I'll give you that for a fact. Yeah, right yeah. So therefore, yeah. I'd rather us look them in the eye, take them on. If we're not good enough on the day, we're not good enough on the day. We don't deserve to win the World Cup anyway. But I wanted that challenge. I wanted it in 2015. It didn't work out. I want it again today for the boys. Yeah. Take on the biggest boys in the game. Take on the loudest loudest voices in the game, look in the eye and get the job done. <laughs> Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the job done. I think we're going to shoot over I to Dubai that. now. I think we've got some some uh, some presentation chat, so we'll flick over to the plus nine seven. And Mr. Greg Barkley, chairman of the ICC. Can I first invite the match officials who have done such a great job and you don't notice them, they've had a great game. So can they come and collect their medals from Mr. Jeff Allardyce, please, the interim chief executive of the ICC. Let's start with the familiar match referee, Mr. Ranjan Madugali. Then the on-field umpires, first of all, Mare Erasmus. Richard Kettleborough. Well done, gentlemen, well done. When you have a good match, we have a good match. The TV umpire, Nitin Menon. And the fourth umpire for today, Kumar Dharmasena. Well, we won't take you through all of the presentation because that would be a bit boring, wouldn't it? We've got we <laughs> much rather just wait wait to hear from the captains a little bit later on. So we'll wait till that yeah. presentation runs its course, and then we'll hopefully hear from Kane Williamson and also Aaron Finch, who I'm sure will both talk glowingly of one another's sides and the stories along the road. Um, mate, I, I thought one thing I do think we should focus on is today's performance from Kane Williamson. I, I think. Mm. There's certain times, certain players that we come across in this game, which they just make things look completely different to what everyone else does. What his performance today in the first innings, on a difficult surface, when everyone else was struggling to generate a strike rate, he's come out there, he's taken on the the opposition's best bowler, Mitchell Stark. They've taken him for 60 off his four overs. Quite remarkable, and he's just... The innings that he played was something 
Oh, I mean, I hold Kane as the best player in the world anyway, in my own head. Um, yeah. But today's performance just marveled. Oh, I was just, I was astonished by how good he was and and the ability mm-hmm. to do it on the biggest stage in that biggest moment. I've been there as, as captain in, the, in a World Cup final when you have all these lofty ambitions and goals and, and dreams which you, you want to live out on the biggest day that you're going to get. Um, and, and I wasn't able to, I failed. Um, but for Kane to be able to do that, I know that we didn't win the game today, but he did pretty much everything he possibly could with bat in hand. And he's, mm. and that just shows how special a player he is that he can do it in the biggest moment. And we're so lucky to have him as captain of our cricket team, I think, is. What is it? What is it, Baz? What is it about Kane that makes him so, so special and, and being able to relish on on the big stage? Just watching him, I don't know him from Barca. So I've met him a couple of times, but... Just seems so relaxed. Never gets really flustered. Um, you know, you, you barely see any emotion on his face. I saw a wee bit in that. I saw a little bit of, little bit of, uh, what was it? A little bit of just, you know, he was quite just taken, taken by when when the boundaries kept flowing for Australia. You saw a little bit of emotion, but what is it about him, mate? He is so calm, mate, and you hear that a lot from the guys inside the camp. They talk about the calmness of, of Kane Williamson when the pressure's on, and he's so consistent with his emotions and his conversations um, yeah. with them, and and that's a, a real trait. But I don't know if you, you watched The Last Dance, when Michael Jordan talked about oh, how he, he didn't really get one. nervous because he had excitement, but he didn't really get nervous because he had total trust in his skills. And I think Kane's the same. He has total trust in his skills and his ability and his teammates. So therefore, I don't think mm. he he rides the wave as much as what some people do. Um, and I, yeah. it's a remarkable trait to have in your own game. He's just he's honed his skills over over a lifetime, and he's got such beautiful balance in his life. and And he sees the game. Um, he sees the game for what it is. It's a game which he's completely immersed in, um, but he can. He can handle success and failure, if that makes sense. And, and I think that allows him to be able to just be present in the moment and perform um, his skills with time and and a calm sort of exterior. Does that make sense? You would, you'd see the same yeah. in rugby, you know. You would have felt it. You're, yeah, for sure. At times when you're top of your game as well. Yeah, yeah. When when you do the work and you know yeah. you've done everything possible to, to cover every different scenario, every type of what if, you just go out there and just... Pull the trigger, and once you pull that, you, know, you get that feeling. You get that, you, you know, you know yourself what you've done, what's gone into work, and then it comes off. You know, you just keep building on confidence. And, and I think that's the thing I can notice from Kane is he's not really you know, out there for the glory, but you can understand the the work that goes in behind the scenes. And I've read a few articles. Uh, there was one I read this morning on Twitter about Kane just hearing what he does in the nets, but then even after he's finished batting, he's still constantly working on his craft, still constantly working on his game. And the kind of example that sets for players around him when players are thinking, you know, have I've done enough here, and then you look over and you see your inspirational skipper still going hours after training. That's when you're like, oh, maybe I haven't done enough. Maybe I need to keep doing more. So it just builds great, um, you know, little work ethics and, and things into the into the foundation, into the environment. And I think that's what the biggest thing for Kane Williamson is doing at the moment, mate. I quickly want to just read this message to you. As in, um, good morning, lads. This includes the boys out the back. And Trudy, good morning. This is from Mark. As an ex-player, Baz, do you feel the losses? Do you feel the losses a little bit more than probably just your, your general pundits? 
Um, yeah, look, I, huh. well, there hasn't been that many losses in, in the most recent past, to be fair, such yeah. as the level of performance of this cricket team. But losses like today hurt because you just, I guess I've been out of the team for a little while now, but there's a lot of guys in the team who I was lucky enough to be able to captain and seeing their development emergence mm. as players and then, then take on the mantle as leaders within the group and, and I include Kane in that as well. Um, as captain and and so you have an element of attachment to the guys and and some real sense of pride and and um you know like uh just love for the for the group and for the team so it would have been just amazing to have seen them be able to get the rewards i, I felt it was their time um and and the fact Same. that they they have come up short it does hurt yeah it uh, really hurts actually and, and i feel for them because i, I know that feeling they'll have in, in that dressing room not right now is is another missed opportunity and hey we may never get another opportunity because we've got once in generation players in that side operating at the same time and it'll be hard to be able to replicate that moving forward um in yeah. in the cricket side so yeah it definitely hurts what about you for for rugby for the all blacks uh, oh yeah, yeah, it really hurts. It really hurts. Um, just yeah, that that one on on Sunday it hurts. But then you just you just you know Ireland they played outstanding. You know you can't take it away. It would have hurt a lot more if if I feel like we were the better side, but we lost. You know, like I feel like we just weren't the better side, and and we got outplayed and outmuscled, and they tactically came with a, a better game. And and yeah, look, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Um, but I guess when you've been out of the game for a while, you kind of sit on the other side. It hurts, but um, you try and look at it, as, at, it, at it with a different view. But uh, we'll keep chatting about these throughout the morning. Uh, we'll keep get some callers on the line. Give us a call, 0800 150 811. Uh, we want to hear from you. I want to get your initial reactions to that performance from the Black Caps, maybe even the Black Ferns or the All Blacks. Just chat to us about it all. Um, we want to we want, want to hear from you at home. Get the texts coming through on double eight double three. We've got the presentations coming up soon, but Craven and McCaffrey about now. My one should be here shortly. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Monday the 15th of November. I wish it was Sunday so we can just relive this and maybe wake up with a win and a better, better mood. But that's okay. It's okay. That's sport. That's sport, that's what it does. You win, you you win some, you lose some. But we want to keep hearing from you at home. Give us a text on double eight double three or give us a call on the Kenna Tire phone line. 0800-150-811. Break it on down. Ask Baz some questions. Maybe some things you would have done differently if you were out there. Maybe something for, for the skip or myself. I might be able to answer it for you as well. But uh, we want to hear from you at home. So give us a call on 0800-150-811. And we'll break on down that performance and that reaction. Not even the Black Caps. We can talk to the All Blacks if you would like, but give us a call. Anyway, just after 8, we've got the Baz and Izzy's radio frequency. Starts today. One lucky caller. Chance to win $1,476. AM is our Auckland frequency, but you can call from anywhere after 8 o'clock. One lucky caller. Ten questions. Get them all right, and you win the grand total. $1,476. Bucks, how good would that be? Might even give you a wee winner. Might even give you a wee winner like Perfect Pink, eh? How'd you go? Hope you got on. How good was that on Saturday in the 1,000 guineas? 
Ooh, got Aggie Pay to tell you that. Anyway, that's enough for me. We've got to head over to the UAE, Dubai. We're going to hear from Kane Williamson. He's with the presentation right now. Um, only to be chased um, superbly by Australia. They're a fantastic side. They've had a, a brilliant campaign and they came out here tonight and turned it on. I was going to ask you about that, whether you felt you had enough because you had the extra bowler in your armory. So did you think that you had it covered? I'm Oh, it's just stalled. That's okay. That's okay. We'll get it back shortly, Bears. We're just hearing from Brendan. Uh, from not Brendan. He's over there, and he's my skipper. <laughs> Kane Williams is their skipper. <laughs> I was gonna thought you over there in the UAE, but we'll hope to the get old, that uh, back shortly. Sort of symbolic of the weekend, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Got started and then just hit a flat spot, unfortunately, <laughs> and just couldn't quite get the job done. Oh, crikey. Yeah, no, he'll be naturally disappointed. No doubt he spoke really well, Kane Williamson. He always does. Mm. He would have been very gracious and in defeat. Remains to be seen whether the Aussies will be humble in victory. I'm sure they will be. Um, what we should make mention as well is of the fabulous job that yep. Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott did covering all of mm. the World Cup yep. cricket here on ECNZ in the morning. So getting up, Sparrow's fart, I think they call it, getting up nice and early and and uh, mm. and bringing us all the action um, on the airwaves. So big big ups to the boys. Great job and absolutely yeah. love listening to you guys. Were superb. So excellent work. And I know we'll probably. I know my phone's going to be hot today. Is real hot because mm. all over the weekend, I, pr I made some contributions to all of SEN over in Australia on the <laughs> giving some thoughts on on the World Cup final and where it's going to get to and. Who's going to win? And there's some pretty good banter flowing back and forth with uh, with a lot of the the hosts over there, and a lot of them said, "When we beat you on Monday morning, make sure your phone is turned on <laughs> throughout the day because we want to come back <laughs> over to you and just rub it in a little bit." And I was like, "You, you're kidding me, aren't you?" So I'm going to have to take a couple there. We should also shout out to one of our. Um, Colleagues over there for uh, part of the SEN family over in WA. Adam Gilchrist, it was his birthday yesterday. Big Gilly, absolute superstar. And uh, he's obviously one of our SEN colleagues, so big shout out to him too. But um, yeah, it's a shame we couldn't get the thoughts of Kane because it would have been quite nice to have, have heard his his initial thoughts in the aftermath of that, of that performance. But such as life, technology doesn't always work. Um, I guess, what do you think? What where do you think to now said, for... What do you what do you what do you think about he would have said uh, about that performance? I know you've probably touched on it, but what do you think he would have, he might have? Um, I, I think he would have said we we're reasonably happy at halfway. Um, we were put under a bit of pressure and we didn't respond as well as what we probably could have. Um, mm. Australia were just a bit a bit big and and daunting for us. And we weren't able to get over yeah. the line. And, and um, I think he would have been really honest. He would have been incredibly gracious. He would have um, shouted out to his boys about the job that they'd done as well because they came into this tournament with with probably, well, inside that squad they would have had expectations. But outside the squad, I think they exceeded expectations already. Um, but they, I'll tell you what's amazing is, so I got up this morning at um, quarter three in the morning. Riley, my son, he had stayed up. And he had a, he had a mate over, um, make Jake, 
and uh, and and they they watched the cricket with me this morning. I spoke to a couple of other mates whose kids were getting up with them, and they were wearing their jerseys, and mm. and a couple of other friends who were down the road. They had some champagne to be able to watch the final. It just shows how much sport means and what our international teams, our, our New Zealand sides. Mm what they mean to the people of New Zealand. And you can't get that in anything yeah. else in life, I reckon. Just that real nah. sort of the vibe that you get off, off following our sporting teams. So thank you, I guess, is what we should say to the likes of Kane Williamson and all the New Zealand boys for, for being able yeah. to uh, inspire not just the next generation, but also the generation that's been, mate, and unite people as well. And that's what sport and the success of this team can do. I think we've got this um, interview, mate, so we might... Try and jump back over to the plus nine seven, see if we have more luck this time around. Yeah, once again, credit to the way the Australians chased that total. Um, you know, they didn't give us an inch, really. Uh, we were sort of relying on perhaps wickets throughout and making life a little bit difficult, but it wasn't to be today. But um, also really proud of uh, our team's efforts throughout this tournament, um, real consistency with, with how we've operated. And, um, you know, we came here in the final and gave it our best shot, um, but it wasn't good enough tonight. Your thoughts on the campaign as a whole for New Zealand? Yeah, um, it was kind of those thoughts that I just mentioned, I suppose. Um, you know, guys really committed to what we tried to do, um, you know, in, in conditions that varied a lot from venue to venue. And, um, you know, we adapted well and, and played some good cricket, consistent cricket throughout, and we're very competitive side. And, um, and there was a lot of heart showing. And, uh, you know, I suppose it's always nice to get to the, the big dance. And, you know, once again, the team tried their very best. But... Um, yeah, credit to the way Australia played and, and their whole campaign. They're a team, you know, full of, um, you know, amazing players and, and today they, they really turned it on. But you can be so proud of yourself. 50 over finalists, Test Championship winners, T20 finalists. Have you started looking upon yourself as one of the great powers in world cricket? <laughs> um, you know, one day at a time, uh, you know, and obviously we, we finished this campaign and such as the life and in, in the international schedule is that you, you move your focus. But, um, yeah, no doubt we're feeling this one a little bit. Um, some high hopes coming into the game and some really good cricket played. Um, so, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's never nice. You sign up to, to these sorts of things and winning and losing are two possible yeah. outcomes. And, um, you know, just a shame we couldn't get the job done tonight. Well, there we go. That was the words of the skipper. Kane Williamson, very, very gracious in defeat. Spoke about consistency, being so proud of the team, where they've been able to come from, always being competitive in every entire match, and he was very, very proud. Just couldn't get the job done, and he was very, very gracious and gave a lot of lot of kudos to Australia in their performance. A lot of their big players really stood up. When someone went missed, another player would stand up. Mitchell Marsh, um, obviously putting on a cracking stellar performance for Australia. But um, great to hear from Kane Williamson. Very, very gracious and always well-spoken after a win and even in defeat. So uh, those are the words from Kane Williamson over there in the UAE. Um, what were your initial? Pretty spot on with what you spoke about before, Baz. Pretty, uh, you summarised it really well. He was um, you know, very, very gracious. Yeah, yeah, he sure was. And look, he's... <laughs> This is such an easy leader to follow, isn't he? He's, he's a tremendous ambassador yeah. for for the team. He's not just a, a genius of a player and, and will go down as our greatest ever. But, um, well, greatest ever batsman anyway. Um, but, you know, just the way that he he is able to just stay completely unemotional about things and, and be able to still, you know, explain his thoughts and, and carry himself so wonderful. So, 
Yeah, I know he's hurting, though. That's for sure. There's a couple of texts here, mate. Well done to the boys on three consecutive finals. Brilliant effort. I concur. Is there another couple of things? Baz, Izzy, we definitely were in front at halfway. I feel like Mitch Marsh loved it on his legs, and we just bowled there. Unfortunately, our spinners were inconsistent today and got the treatment they deserved. Baz, what's your thoughts on Guppy? Didn't come hard enough for my liking. He kind of went into his shell because Daryl Mitchell in domestic cricket isn't really an aggressive batsman. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I thought we bowled a little bit too straight to, to Mitchell Marsh as well. Um, I thought our spinners just weren't able to settle at all today for one, re- one reason or another. We might be able to get some of those answers from Gary Stead, who is, is going to jump on the air with us um, at about 7.21, I think, today. So if you're keen to hear from Gary Stead and get the inside scoop on all of today's proceedings, then make sure you're listening to us then. Uh, in terms of... Um, the Guptill and, and Daryl Mitchell opening partnership at the top. Look, I, I thought I thought the wicket looked really slow. And, and on a surface like that, mm. um, it, it's very hard to come out and just crash, bash and wallop from, from ball one. Um, and also, you've got to keep in mind as well that New Zealand were playing with five bowlers. So it meant that we had Mitchell Satner at seven, which is prob- probably one spot too high. And, and what that can do sometimes for the guys batting up the top is they know that they just they can't afford to be overly um, aggressive. They need to just be able to uh, ease their way into things because if you lose one or two early, then you can be exposed, especially to that Australian bowling lineup. So, look, I, I think I didn't mind the start of, of Guppy. He probably just could have been slightly more in, um, aggressive mm. once he got going. Um, I think his strike rate was below a runner ball, which, which for someone of his hitting power is just not quite enough. So, look, there's a couple of areas where we're definitely short in today. Um, and it wasn't necessarily our best performance, but what do you do? You can't, you know, you, you'd love to have had the, had the result go the other way. As Kane said, as he said, we knew coming into this mm-hmm. there was two results possible, <laughs> which is always the way in sport, you're yeah, winning and losing, and unfortunately, you know, we had to be on the wrong side of it today. But we appreciate your text, though. They're very good thoughts, double eight, double three, keep them coming. One more here from Dickie. Guys, what a game of ebbs and flows. What went awry with our spinners. Nevertheless, a great performance by the team. Number two in the world. And Kane Williamson, what a star. So, yeah, spot on there, I think. Our spinners were a little bit off the mark today. But thanks for your thoughts there, Dickie. Um, what we've got, uh, we're gonna, may as well take a break now, mate. And then we're on the other side, we're going to speak to Gary Stead, which would be fascinating to get his thoughts so soon after the World Cup final. But uh, for now, we will thank Razine as well, because, of course, all of our cricket coverage is brought to you by Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Keep the calls coming on 0800 150 811 or the text double eight double three. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, bang on. It's half past seven o'clock on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks for your messages on 08833. Oh, Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150811. You're going to need that number just after eight o'clock as we play Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies for the first time. You could win yourself a pretty penny up after eight. Ten questions, get them all right. 1476. That's the cash you'll be getting. Boys, great to be back. Bit of a sombre mood this morning, but that's all right. We'll perk it up and get moving. There's plenty to smile about. 
Choices Flooring Floors for Living catalogue is out now. That's one reason to smile. Let's get a Choices Flooring poll out there and let's celebrate some success. I want to know your favourite and your best Kiwi sporting individual performance. Let me reword that. Individual Kiwi sporting performance from the weekend. Double eight, double three, or Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter. And I've got three nominations for you. Opie Bosson. He has just dominated the yep. Cup Carnival. He has just gone down there and absolutely taught the rest of the jockeys how to ride. He's found lengths out of horse, horses. Opie Bosson. James Lowe. A Kiwi year he was wearing that, that green, and I'm sure Baz would have been happy to see the green kit on the Irish again. It certainly <laughs> it was fair enough that you were quibbling about that. That looked made, made so much more sense. So James Lowe. Or Kane Williamson this morning. He's just, look, in a, as a losing knock, that's about as classy as a performance you could ever get. Kane Williamson, Opie Bosson, James Lowe. Best Kiwi sporting individual performance from the weekend. And one that could potentially go in there is Lydia Ko. She's 15 under, only three shots back in the uh, Pelican Women's Championship. But we won't put her in just yet because I don't want to put the mockers on her. So... Best individual Kiwi performance, James Lowe, Kane Williamson or Opie Bosson. That's my choices flooring poll for this morning. Izzy, what's your gut? Opie. Opie Bosson got daggy paid, especially when the rain was raining and pouring here in Christchurch. And there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of doubt on uh, we the perfect pink and Opie. I just, I just held firm because I just know the one Opie was on it and he's a very very good rider and he knows what to do with those horses and then I knew I knew just with him we've got a chance even in the wet I know the perfect pink didn't suit the wet but I just knew with him on there it would uh, go a long way for winning and it didn't win by much but it just grit and grinded it out and I was right up and about at Amazon either at about Four in the afternoon, I rang Bears straight away, and I was charhooing. And yeah, it was a good, it was a good, good start to the sad day. And then Hawks Bay lost, so it just went right back down. So anyway, don't get started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, mate. Jamie Richards had a good weekend too, and Lydia mm. Co won. She won last week too, didn't she? So she's in a mm. rich vein of form too. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, what about for you, Bears? What, what do you think? Louis, I want to see what Louis thinks first. Uh, for me, it's probably Kane Williamson, to be honest. The way he batted this morning, if that's a, if they win that game, that goes down as one of our great knocks, you know. It, it really does. It was where he came in and kind of the way he dominated the pace of the innings, I just thought it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty out of this world for me, Baz. What about you, Trudy? Ja- Good morning. James, morning. James Lowe. <laughs> James Lowe for sure. James Lowe. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he dreamed of playing for the All Blacks and played for yeah. all those. And then, yeah, Ireland. Did you get on the first try? No, but I saw you bucks. tweeting that over the weekend or messaging us. Oh. What was it, $15 for him to be the first try scorer? 15 bucks. Were you on it? Try. Rob Carney called If it. you want to get paid, if you want to get paid, you've just got to listen to the show. Rob Carney tipped us out a $15 first try scorer. Oh, uh, Jamie Richards tipped us into the perfect pink. We're winning all over the place on this show. You just got to follow the guests that we've got, and you will get and paid. Marshy. We've got coming up, and Marshy as well. Marshy gave us a good winner too. Yeah, there were two winners actually. GC yep. Labella Bills. Good. Oh, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back with my thoughts a little bit later on because we got coming up after the break is 
Black Caps coach Gary Stead from over there in Dubai. So it'd be great to speak to him. And uh, we'll be back very soon at 7.37 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is 7.42 in the morning. Give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 We are going to head over to Dubai, I think. Of course, all of our Cricket World Cup coverage with PIC Insurance Brokers going in a bat for you from quote to claim time. I think we have... Maybe a little bit of Glenn Phillips on the line. It'd be good to talk to old GP. Is Glennie there, mate? Yeah, I got you guys. How you doing? We're good, mate. Commiserations for uh, for the result of today, but you must be absolutely delighted with delighted with the campaign from from yourself and all the boys. Yeah, you know it's been a it's been a long run. You know, starting all the way back from an. Uh, in Auckland in the home summer, you know, we've been putting in a lot of good performances and it showed this World Cup that we put in that hard effort and, you know, we gave 100% the whole way through. Unfortunately, we couldn't bring the trophy home, but, you know, the way we played in the semifinals and then the way we held our nerves through the whole pool round as well, it, it was, it's been a fantastic job. Hey, mate, what was it like, uh, you know, you, you batted with uh, Kane Williamson in that first innings. He was absolutely outstanding, mate. Were you just standing there in awe watching his performance and what unfolded and, you know, what a wonderful innings from, from your inspirational skipper? Yeah, you know, it was, I think that was probably one of those one-in-a-lifetime knocks. Um, the way he was hitting the ball on that surface compared to the rest of us was just unreal. Um, you know... <laughs> Oh, we might just have a couple of little phone line issues. Seems like Dubai's just a bit scratchy today on it. The old presentation and now the phone. He's always good. He's always good chat too, isn't he, Glenn Phillips? Mm. Once in a lifetime knock. There you go. That's how good a knock mm. that was. And I think I'm going to side with, with Louis, actually. I, I think, for me, the choices for him, Paul, would be Kane Williamson. A little bias on it, but... Yeah. Oh, yep. I thought that innings, it was just, it was like a magician at work. And I think that's what Glenn Phillips was just trying to allude to there as well. Hopefully we'll, we'll get him back because it would be great to ask him a couple of questions around maybe the surface and, and the score that they that they got. Did they feel at the halfway mark that was enough? Hopefully we get him back soon as. Otherwise you and I can just keep talking cricket before we get off to the All Blacks a little bit later on. So I've got some meaty questions for you on the All Blacks, my friend. <laughs> some real meaty ones. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, was, I, was, I was looking forward to hearing, because he just touched on this, he's like once in a lifetime knock, you know, like that was inspirational. And I wanted to get a bit of an understanding of what were the biggest, we spoke about it with Shawnee, the learnings. And I think Mitchell Marsh would have seen those learnings from what the, um, you know, Kane Williamson was doing on the pitch, how he was attacking the bowlers and attacking Mitchell Stark. One who bowls very, very quick. How do you even attack a guy like that who's very, very rapid? And there was actually a question before Baz that came through. Do you think Lockie Ferguson would have made a big difference? Do you think Lockie Ferguson, if we had Lockie and his speed and another really lethal bowling threat to maybe a, a be with um, Bolte and um, Southie, he made a big, big difference? Um, look, I, I think Lockie is one of the best bowlers in the world in this format, so I think he would have made a difference, but would it have been a match-defining difference? Possibly, because he would have had, to, we needed wickets, and 
and his raw pace might have been the might have been uh, that factor, but but um, yeah, I guess it wasn't to be. I still thought Milne actually bowled okay, just missed his lengths and his lines just ever so slightly. But here's, I think Glenn Phillips is back on the line with us. Are you there, Glenn? Yeah, I got you guys. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, mate. So you just you were, you were talking about Kane's knock and saying it was once in a lifetime knock, seeing it from the other end. You want to carry on with that? Yeah, yeah, he was unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, just how he moved around the crease. A couple of things going his way as well. You know, that over against Stark was just a massive game changer for us. Um, you know, it allowed us to put that type of score on on the board and also be able to have a little bit more firepower at the end. Um, you know, we we thought probably 160 was a good score at 10 overs, and the fact that we got to 170 was an added bonus. But obviously, the way Australia played on that, it was it was almost like it was a different pitch. You know, they they struck everything so clean. Yeah, that's that's question I've got for you. Was it a different pitch in the second innings? Did it slide on at all? Um, and then secondly, there, there were so many occasions where the ball, on another day, it seemed they uh, it could have flown into hands, but they kept landing short. I think you had one in particular. Was it just one of those days where things just didn't quite go to hand? Yeah, um, I think the the second innings did get a little bit dewy. Um, you know, that may have been the difference where Zampa had the, the chance to be able to grip the ball properly and, and each potentially didn't, you know. Um, and it's it's not necessarily an excuse or anything like that. That's just the way the, the cricket goes and we all have to be uh, ready and prepared for those different conditions. And uh, Yeah, I got you guys. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Carry on. You're talking about the conditions with each in the bowlers? Yeah, he was unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, just how he moved around the crease. A couple of things going his way as well. You know, that over against Stark was just a massive game changer for us. Um, you know, it allowed us to put that type of score on, on the board and also be able to have a little bit more firepower at the end. Um, you know, we we thought probably 160 was a good score at 10 overs, and the fact that we got to 170 was an added bonus. But obviously the way Australia played on that, it was it was almost like it was a different pitch. You know, they, they struck everything so clean. Well, well, we might let Glenn Phillips go because I don't know about you, he's either an absolute genius to be able to repeat exactly the same thing or uh, we're having a couple issues from over there. So we might let uh, yeah. GP go, unfortunately, and we'll have to try and catch up with him later on. We have got Gary Stead, we think, coming up out of... Uh, the break, I guess that's the thing in these times. They're in high demand and we appreciate them giving up their time to, to come and speak to us. Hopefully we'll get a clear line through to the coach of the Black Cats very shortly. It's 7.49 here on the morning. In the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Coming up shortly, Gary Stead. It is 7.54 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. And while we're talking cricket, I think we're going to be able to cross over right now to the UAE where we have the Black Caps coach, Gary Stead, on the line. Let's hope we get a nice, clear one this time around. Morning, Steady. Or afternoon for you. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Talk us through uh, the performance, mate. Firstly, you must be delighted with the, the team's efforts right throughout this World Cup. Um, probably a little, uh, little sombre in the dressing room now, I'm, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a quiet dressing room right now. Just uh, I think a lot of introspection and stuff as well. But I always say, I guess if you if you make finals and that, you, you earn the right for the glory, but equally you earn the right for that disappointment as well. And and um, it's a yeah, it's tough tough to take. But um, we've got to dust ourselves off. We've got another international in three days' time in India, so. Um, yeah, it's another chance to, to play international cricket for New Zealand. Yeah, mate, just talk us through the game. Where do you think, um, uh, I guess, 171 or 172 at the halfway mark, were you, first of all, were you okay. happy with that score? And then and then what do you think, um, where, where was the areas where you thought where, where we just came up short? Dubai's just proven to be slightly elusive for us this morning, is, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> That's a great question it's a, too, mate. Great question. I reckon it's a place that never sleeps, though, so... I don't know. Maybe the phone yeah, lines are on the only thing that is, and it's a bit sleepy. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, well, let's get through a couple of these texts, yeah. and hopefully we'll get Gary Stead back. Um, what have we got here? Baz, I'd like to know your thoughts on Guppy's not very un- uncharacteristic. He certainly put more pressure on Kane to generate a run rate. Kane stood up and proved he's truly world class, but Gupp chewed up a few balls as a result. We possibly ended up 20 runs short. That's from Tim. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's one of the questions I wouldn't mind asking Gary if we can get him back on the line. Um, was there a, a, um, a plan to be able to just ease our way into that into that match, knowing that we were maybe a batsman short because we played the extra bowler, was there more onus on the batters to try and give themselves enough time to get in? And if that's the case, then when Guppy went to try and up the ante, was he maybe just not able to on those conditions? So it'd be interesting to be able to hopefully get to to talk to Gary shortly about that. that but that's certainly one of the one of the questions, one of the talking points that that a lot of um, a lot of you all at home are, are keen to know as well. Um, is another one. Morning, lads. Question for Baz. Do you think we were too negative early on this morning? 24 dot balls in the first seven overs for us. Aussie turned those dot balls into ones and twos and were able to rotate the strike. Easy to say after the game. Still a very good tournament mm. from the boys. That's Finn from Dunedin. Yeah, I guess that's, in, in hindsight, in retrospect, that is one area where we could have increased. But I still felt as I really did, mate, that I felt mm. 170 odd was a really good score in the final. I with that. Yeah. Yeah. I know we only Same just got to speak happy. to Glenn Phillips briefly, but he did say it slid on a bit, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. So the, the, the under, that, was the, that was in the second innings um, with Australia. But that's the thing. I, I, also, I was like 172, mate. We're right in this. We're competitive with the bowling lineup that we've got. But then we heard from Glenn Phillips and he just spoke about Adam Zampa and how he was able to generate some spin, how he was able to bowl and our spinners just didn't really get it right. They didn't. They didn't get the ball into right positions. They were pretty, all over. You know, pretty erratic. They were bowling a lot at the legs, and the players were able to flick those off and and open up the hips. So that's just what pressure does. Pressure puts, uh, you know, that makes athletes react a lot differently. And we weren't able to react to that pressure. Uh, Martin Gutt at the front. Maybe the pressure was on. He was risk versus reward. Was probably playing in his mind. Does he want to risk it, or does he want to just keep ticking the ball over? Um, look, those are the questions, and that's the thing with hindsight. You know, you can a lot of what ifs after the match. 
but it's the classy mm. ones in those moments that are able that are able to walk towards that pressure and really embrace it and take it to the opposition. And that's what Australia did. They they walked towards it and they they put us under a lot of pressure and made our players um, do things that were very uncharacteristic. So, look, we could sit here talking about it all day, um, you know, with that. But I think that's the key. You know, Australia really took it to yeah, us, on. put us under a lot of pressure, and and made us do a lot of things that were different. So, um, keep those texts mm. coming through though. They're really very good and. We'll try and get some... We're, we're probably not going to get over to the UAE. We're not going to get over to the UAE because the, the conditions, the connections aren't that great. But anyway, we'll uh, keep talking about that Black Cats performance. We also want to break down the All Blacks um, performance over there. Anyway, we're off to track down some McCafe coffees. Coming up, Baz and Izzy's Frequencies Quiz. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone. 0800 150 you could win a thousand, fourteen hundred bucks. How good? Off to treat you with the news. Goodbye. At Chemist Warehouse, find 20% off the everyday low price of Bulldog skincare for men. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. That was Trudy in the News for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk a bit more about the rugby. We'll probably talk a little bit more about the cricket. Keep those text messages coming through. Great questions being asked. Things we could have done differently. Hindsight, the spinners were made... They were put under a lot of pressure when you look at Adam Zampa and the way he was able to bowl. Very, very economical. But uh, we'll keep those texts coming through and give us a call on the Kenna's Tire phone line too to react to that. Um, I'll talk about the All Blacks later in the show. They went down against Ireland and pretty convincingly as well. Put under a lot of pressure. Were made to make 250 tackles. 250 tackles. 150 tackles in the first 40 minutes. So they were put under a lot of pressure. And Ireland just showed if you hold the ball... Bill Pressure, you will go a long way to beating the All Blacks. And even hearing TJ Pirinala post-match talking about that, teams are figuring a way out to unlock that All Blacks side. So keep your texts coming through about that performance as well. But right now, right now, we have got a new thing on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. Baz and Izzy's radio frequency, 1476 AM is Auckland's frequency. And we're giving you a chance to win $1,476. How good would that be? It doesn't matter where you live in New Zealand. Call us now, 0800-150-811 on the Kennards Hire phone line, and one of you will go into the draw. You have a chance. Ten questions. Get them all right. It's all yours. So give us a call right now because it's time to play. Spazzies and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Spazzies and Izzy's radio frequencies. She walks real slow pace. Slowly. Yeah, we're going to bring some fun. We're going to bring some energy. We're going to bring it a lot. We're going to bring it all into the show for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Ten questions. And I hope you were listening last week because we gave you the first five questions and answers and answers. So if you weren't listening, well, good luck. Good luck. We got Matt on the line. Good morning, Matt. Matt. Good Hello. Morning, Matt. 
Hey, you man, you are a lucky winner, mate. It's your chance. It's your chance. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Would be better if, uh, if the cricket went, went a bit better this morning. But uh, that's all right. I think we're all feeling a bit the same. Yeah, mate. It wasn't a great weekend for Kiwi Sport, eh? No, it was a tough weekend. Anyway, you'll be quiet up and about because Tasman won. Yeah, no, it's good. Into the big dance. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that chat, mate. Don't get me started. That was a tough, tough weekend for Daggy, I'll tell you. But that's anyway, all right. You've you, 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 you still got the shield, is he? <laughs> still got the shield, mate. Apparently they went and kicked it over and walked out and said, there you go, Hawks Bay. Anyway, they're up and about. Well done. Go and you win the whole get thing, mate. It. Tasman, got they know quiz how to, to do. Win. Get on with it. You two can no, catch no, up no, later no, at the pub no, if no. you want to talk about this. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks Bay, mate. I'm done with it. Move on. Anyway, <laughs> 10 questions, mate. 10 questions. You 1476, you get one. You get 14 bucks, mate. You get it all. You get $1,476. Here we go. Question number one. Who hit the winning rungs against England in the T20 World Cup semi final? Five, four, three. No, I'm not sure he two. played. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, five, four, three, two. Oh, lucky. Oh, my Matt. Oh, my Matt. You didn't even, you've walked away with zero point zero 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 dollars, brother. <laughs> oh, Matty. Matty, that is hopeless. Were you listening last week? Oh, most of the week, not all of it. Nah, all oh. good, mate. Thanks very much. We'll be back tomorrow. You get, we'll be back tomorrow after eight o'clock. Thanks very much, Matt. Have a cracking day. Here we go. <laughs> well, that was a <laughs> oh, just the weekend keeps on giving, doesn't it, Bess? <laughs> uh, it does. Well, at least we didn't have to give any cash oh. away. But we like giving cash away. Yeah. It's not ours. Mm-hmm. I was thinking for a while there we didn't pay the phone bill. Well, that's why we couldn't get through anyway, but we must have paid that. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give that cash away. 1476 bucks we want to give to someone. Yeah, we do. Who hit the winning runs against England in the 2020 World Cup semi-final? It was Daryl Mitchell. Say, I'll give you the first one again. Daryl Mitchell. That's the first one for tomorrow. Okay, we'll be back just after 8 o'clock. To do the uh, Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies, we're representing Auckland frequency, 1476 AM. And we'll talk about that anyway. Coming up. What do we got coming up, Baz? We might read a few more texts out, eh? Kane, King Kane, yeah. definitely individual performance of the weekend. If he had a Warner at the other end, we'd set 190 and it's game on. But especially from when we were at, at 10 overs, it was a stellar knock. And that is from Matt from Blenheim, who was just on the line. So Matt was obviously focused on the cricket. Just on that, just on that, I, I did a little bit of research as well. So mm. in T20 cricket across since 2018 at Dubai, if you score 180 plus batting first, there's been 20 matches, 19 of them have been won. If you score over 180, one of them was a tie or a no result. No team has lost if they crossed over 180 batting first at Dubai since 2018. Mm. So we were close. So here I was thinking 170 was good enough. But if we had have just been able to eke out another 10 runs, then the stats would have gone right towards us, even though they got home in a canter. It might have just been a slightly more of a psychological 
thing as well, having to chase That's 180 it. plus. They would have been aware of those stats. Mm. That's it. Scoreboard pressure. Bears. Scoreboard pressure does funny things when things are going smoothly, and they're always in the driving seat. But that extra 10 runs, when you need to you know, get the run rate up, you need to take a lot more risks, give you know, a lot more chances of the uh, chance in the arm, things could have been different. And, and that's the, the, the great thing with sport. The great thing with sport is scoreboard pressure. That's why we, we, when, we, when I was playing rugby, when you're down in the half, keep ticking it over. I know threes aren't always the option, but if you keep ticking that scoreboard over, keep building that scoreboard pressure, it'll go a long way to winning and putting on a good performance. I know we're going to talk about some rugby soon. And get into some rugby chat, mate. You wanna you wanna lead me into something, mate? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, <laughs> well, remember remember on Friday we asked Smitty, but Smitty didn't yeah. he wasn't there, so you had to pretend to be Smitty, which I thought you did a fabulous yeah. job at. And remember the temper sleep on it question was uh, are the black caps now our premier sporting team? And I wasn't gonna I wasn't thinking we're gonna sit here on Monday morning and be chatting the same subject, but because all three, all the teams had lost. <laughs> but what's happened mm. to you, All Blacks, mate? What is going on? Um, oh, that's a great question, Bears. That is the great question. Look, I, I, I feel like I don't know if it's the case that the All Blacks they're probably not as clinical and and not as good as they have been in previous years. But I, I, I actually look on the other side to what other teams around the, the world are, are being able to do and, and the kind of game plan that they've really instilled into their sides when they've faced the All Blacks. I think the fear factor's kind of gone as well. Like, All Black uh, teams don't fear uh, playing the All Blacks now because they've, they've seen a lot of teams get a lot of success against them playing a certain brand of rugby. I think that's when you look at the Irish side and, and what they were able to do with the ball and hand and on the other side defensively, they were so physical, they were very... Um, you know, they had outstanding line speed. They were getting up and putting the All Blacks players, like, like New Zealand players, Kiwi players, we love time and on the time with ball in the hand. We love having time with ball in the hand with, for us to be able to do our razzle-dazzle, create things out of nothing. That is when All Blacks and Kiwi players are on another level. And that's where they set the world apart. But teams have figured out, if you get off the line and you pressure them, you put them under pressure... They will go into their shells and they will go. They, you won't give them the ability to be able to play what they see. So, I think teams have figured that out. Andy Farrell, he's you got to understand. Andy Farrell was the defense coach for England in 2019 World Cup when England uh, put the All Blacks under a, a huge amount of pressure in that semi-final. Line speed, saw what they did there. He's the head coach of Ireland now, so he just took that game plan from England straight into that Ireland test and just instilled it and. Game a long way. Uh, I, I spoke about it before. All Blacks had to make 250 tackles. Basically, normal mm. games, teams will average around 130, 150 max making tackles. When you're making 230 tackles, mate, it's draining. It's going to drain you. Uh, you got you haven't even got that. What that shows, you haven't got the ball as well. So you can't win without the ball. You need the ball to be able to build mm. pressure and put pressure on the opposition. So Ireland, they just they held the ball for long periods of time and put the All Blacks under pressure. So yeah, so that's it. That's exactly the question, right? And that's for a layman. You mm. sit there and say, well, to beat the All Blacks, just you don't have to do anything really fancy. You just got to keep holding the ball, make them make tackles, because yep. the less time they have the ball, the less brilliance they can then they can then um, put uh, their be able to then impact on the game. And also, 
then yeah. if they're only getting a small amount of time to use the ball and you're able to rush that real flat attacking style that they're playing with, then it creates panic within their attack as well, right? So you actually hit them on both sides. That's from a layman's point of view. Is that mm. is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, the Kiwis, I just, like, they, they are unstructured. We love playing with free ball, unstructured play when things are just, you, you, you know, there's no plan in place. You're just playing what you see, you're following your instincts, and then you can't do that without the ball. So teams have figured it out. Don't kick them the ball. Don't kick it long. Put it up. Mm. Make it a contest. Put pressure on them. Make it a 50-50 contest to get that ball back if we do kick, or hold the ball. Run it from our 22. Mm. Keep building pressure. Johnny Sexton, very, very good. Jamie Gibson Park. Jamison Gibson Park at nine. Kept out Conor Murray. Conor Murray a year ago was the best halfback in the world. Jamison Gibson Park, he's playing, he's a Kiwi. They had three Kiwis in their side, James Lowe, they had Bundyaki at 12, and then they had Jamison Gibson Park at nine. And those three were very, very influential. They'll play it in New Zealand. They know what it takes. They know what feeds the beast. You know, that's the thing with Super Rugby. Both sides, when, and we talk about the derbies and things like that, like both sides are trying to play the same style of footy. So it's always going to be a great look, and it's always going to, you know, Kiwis get sucked into that mentality that, man, Kiwi sides are, are this or that. But other sides say, well, we're not trying to play them at their own game. We're not going to beat them at their own game. We've got to bring a difference. We've got to bring a different mindset. We've got to bring something that they want that they don't want, I should say, and not feed the beast. And that's what Ireland did. They didn't feed the beast. They never gave them an out. And they just kept grinding, kept grinding. And you know, Ian Foster, after that game, said a lot of these players haven't played at that level. They haven't felt that pressure, and it showed. A lot of them went into the showers and probably um, didn't react to, as well as you know, previous All Black sides have been able to, uh, to react over there. So they will be better for it, um, but they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, it seems, it seems fascinating as well that like, you look at how our Super Rugby sides play and then you look at how our All Black side's playing, it doesn't seem mm. the tactics, they don't appear to marry up, which is kind of is a bit bizarre for me because I, I think if, you're, if you're, your feeder system to the All Blacks is playing a certain style, then you would think that style would then be replicated on the, on the, um, on the biggest stage. Is, do you think there's a bit of a disconnect there or, or is that just being a bit harsh? Um, ah. Oh. I don't, I don't, yeah, oh, that's a great question. Like, I don't think there is those connections with with the above flowing through the uh, Super Rugby sides. I know the Super Rugby sides all play uh, their own style of rugby, but the thing with all the Super Rugby sides, they're all pretty similar styles. Like, the, a lot of the teams are bringing line speed from the wingers. Wingers are up on the line, so they're bringing a lot of heat, leaving the last defender. Um, teams are probably playing the same structures, so they're, they're constantly playing the same games. And that's probably what's catching them out. They've always been um, used to these certain styles. So they've really adapted well to certain ways that teams are, are being able to play against them. So teams are starting to figure each other out. And that's, that's what's been able to be created from Super Rugby Pacific and the world we're living at the moment. When you're playing each other constantly, you get an understanding to what they do. Now, with the current situation with the All Blacks, they're playing in the Northern Hemisphere, and they play a totally different brand of footy. And they know what the All Blacks are after and they know what feeds the beast, and they're not giving the All Blacks those certain things. And Sam Whitelock spoke about it uh, in the press conference. He said, look, teams have figured us out. Teams have figured it, but we've got to find a way. And when we have that ball, we've got to be ruthless. We've got to look after it, and we've got to put the pressure back on them. Now, that's why it's called a test. 
because you're going to get tested. You're going to be tested on both sides of the ball, and it's a team that's been able to be to withstand that test and, and being tested as, as the sides that will come out on top. And, and Ireland, they, they tested the All Blacks, and, and, and I spoke about it. We're going to get a real understanding of really where this All Black side is over this next two weeks. Ireland straight into a tough one against France, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a big learning curve in how they're going to get better from this, mate. Fascinating is we'll talk more of that rugby, talk more of the All Blacks, and also we'll talk about the Black Ferns too. So I've got another couple of questions for you on the Black Ferns as well, mm. my friend. But as always, fascinating insight. One question and answer for tomorrow's Baz and Izzy's frequency quiz. Am I going to read this out now? You want me to read it out now, Louis? Would you like me to read this out? Yeah, give thr- let's throw our listeners okay. a bone, Baz. Come on, after after okay. Matt's performance okay. today, we need. <laughs> Okay, here we go. How many times has New Zealand won gold in Olympic rowing eights? And the answer is twice. There'll be four more answers dropped throughout today. So make sure you're listening across our SEN frequencies or on the SENZ app. And uh, make sure you're listening to Smitty for mornings. Obviously, you've got Staffy in the afternoons and then Kirsten B for drive. And they'll give you some answers you can make some moolah tomorrow. Now, we've got coming up very soon, we've got a little bit of Paul Emuati. And I heard on Trudy's news, as I'm not sure if you picked up, but there was a robbery down at a TAB, and I was wondering if it was near a hoka. Because after the perfect pink, <laughs> the Jamie Richards trained, Opie Boss, Opie Boss and Ridden perfect pink got up on Saturday. I know there was a fill-up in the Dag household. So let's find out from Paul Emuati very soon. How the TAB suffered in the weekend. This is 8.19 in the morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Great Monday morning. Lots to talk about. Lots of things to chat. And maybe debrief. Black caps, all blacks, black ferns. We've got Steve on the line on the Kenna's Hire phone line. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Bess. Um, bit of a groundhog day, I've got to say, after the weekend. Um, yeah, just yeah. gutted for the Black Caps this morning. I think pretty much yeah. not getting some early wickets was probably uh, one of the keys. But, hey, um, listen, always been mm. proud of the way that team is playing. Just want to um, touch on the All Blacks. I, Izzy, I really do wonder if you look at a lot of the games that we've played this, this year, you could arguably say there's only been three games that these the, the Springboks and the Irish have really got in our faces. If you, you look at a lot of the games mm. that we have played, they've you know we haven't been put under a lot of pressure in those games, mm. and uh, and I do wonder. Um, I think back to those Fijian tests, and I think the Fijians threw some warning shots in that game, if you recall, especially in and around the contact. Yep. And ruck area, I, you know, I think there were some warning signs thrown out then. And listen, credit to the Fijians, they they showed that again this morning against Wales. I started flicking across to the, the Welsh game um, when I could see the game was up with our with the, with the Black Caps. But what do you think? Yeah, I just think that teams have figured out that if you bring a lot of speed, you you don't give the All Blacks time. You actually hold the ball, you hold the ball, and you hold it for long periods of time. Yeah. It goes a long way. But you're right. I think uh, the way Fiji played in Dunedin, particularly at the breakdown, they turned over the ball re- a lot of times. They were big. They were physical. 
I think teams have figured out. And, and I saw on the weekend with not very often we get we get out muscled up front. I felt like Ireland they brought a lot of heat. Like they were they were just like monstering our our forward pack and our front rows. And and not very often our set piece hasn't really fronted. And I just felt on the weekend it it wasn't just it was going backwards and. Yeah, we're put under a lot of pressure. Yep. But I think, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta take it on the chin and I think Ireland they just played yep. a lot better than us and they were the better team on on the night. Oh, oh they, listen, they were huge and they were really, really impressive to watch the speed of the ball, their change of movements, mm. but I love the way how they were able to bring their tight forwards into the game all the time. And I think yep. if the All Blacks can be guilty of something and that's since RWC, we just don't see enough yeah of our, our tight five carrying or getting over the game line anymore. Yeah, just and get around I, the corner. Think, yeah, get around the... Exactly, brother. You, you got it. Once you get around the corner, that mm. gives you pretty much game line. And, um, hey, listen, just before before I go, um, Mark Ozic, originally from our club up here in Auckland at Watamata, um, yeah. listen, what a fantastic job he's done with... Um, with Hawks Bay, despite their exit on the on the weekend, and yeah. just want to wish the all, all the very 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 best. I um I thought of Hawks Bay were going to grab it at the end there. I I stuck some money on my nephew to school, and he went so bloody close to the line. But um, hey, yeah. was, was wasn't to be. But uh, great season from the from the Hawks Bay is. Yeah, it wasn't our weekend, brother. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Appreciate your call. Of course, on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 We appreciate your thoughts. Good chat there. Good, strong footy. Good code chat from Steve and his. Loving it. Now, we're going to get to Paul Imawati very shortly for our TAB update. But what we might do, we might welcome him, welcome Paulie in and then let him sit through the news so you can listen to that TAB robbery story again and just try and put a little yeah. finger on the pulse of uh, <laughs> of where it was and if it was anywhere now around Daggy's house down there in, uh, in Ahoka. It's coming up. To, what is, we're almost 8.30 in the morning. Is Paulie Moati on the line? Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, morning. We've got a little TAB update, of course. Time for the update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. We're going to get to the news in about 40 seconds, mate. And then if you're good to stay on the line with us, Paulie, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's it's a big, big Monday today. Uh, not the best of weekends, uh, New Zealand sporting-wise, uh, but it was a huge weekend for Izzy and Baz uh, at their <laughs> SENZ showdown tip. Hello, they're back in the positive. <laughs> yes, mate. That's like right. That? Gee, we've been working hard. Yeah, no, I, I had faith in you guys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man. Well, well, let's talk all about that very shortly. And Izzy wants to ask a couple of questions of you, I'm sure, about uh, about his little fill-up in the weekend. It's coming up 8.30. It means we've got Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. The lads just had a fill-up as well. That warms the heart. And there's some there's a text here from Reed who said that he he won about 800 bucks off a bonus bet he got from SCNZ. So he's loving it. And yes, he, boy. So well done, yes. Reed. It was a, just a <laughs> great cup carnival, wasn't it? Anyway, the Choices Flooring poll result. We asked you to have your choice today for Choices Flooring. What was the individual Kiwi performance of the weekend as we try to cheer ourselves up? Opie Bosson, James Lowe, Kane Williamson. Well, punters have come for one person and one person only. Kane Williamson.
I think everybody is taking solace in Kane's knock this morning, boys. Like, it just, he was out of this world in a team that really needed him, and he gave us a chance. And I think that's what we're kind of, and punters are reflecting. So, Kane Williamson with about 75% of the votes on double eight, double three, and Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, I don't know if that surprises us, but Opie was there and Paul was right. Just for Love Racing, loveracing.nz, your place for form previews, reviews the lot. Lads, he was in another planet, this preparation, uh, sorry, this carnival, and he's actually going to be down riding 54 and a half in a couple of weeks for a, a couple of two-year-olds that Tiaka are rolling out. So <laughs> he's got no chance of that. Baz, th- that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's so this is the thing. This is how locked in he is. Do you know when the last time he, was fi- he could ride at 54 and a half kgs was? When he was six months old, he's, yeah. he's got no chance of that. <laughs> when he rode Avantage in the Caracamillion. So he's he's back. David Ellis and Tiaka have got him back, and he's he's locked in. He's looking fit. He's riding well, and he's going to oh. be down to that weight. And, um, you know, when he gets into this sort of form, it's pretty ominous. Now, just the 1,000 guineas, yeah, uh, of course, we had the winner, Perfect Pink. But what about the first four? You made the point earlier, Baz. He's cha- trained the first four in a group one, the Thousand Guineas. Jamie Richards has literally trained the Perfect Pink to first, Shepherd's Delight at a price, I might say, of $26 and about 6 bucks a place to second. Ballon Rouge and then Imperatrez, who don't worry about the distance. She was hitting the line hard to run fourth. So... In a group one, he's trained one, two, three, four. It's pretty freakish stuff. So it could have been Opie, it could have been Jamie. What a weekend for them, lads. Yeah, absolutely, Louie. And also, Jamie Richards brought up his 50th group one winner over the weekend as well, which was pretty amazing yeah, at such good. a young age. He, he always credits his team and Sam Burgess and the assistant trainer who's been holding the fort down there in Christchurch is obviously doing a wonderful job too from a deep racing pedigree background or horse, horse background. Obviously, his, his dad, Royden Burgesson, is a trainer of some note too. That was our Love Racing update. Thank you, Louis. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. They are racing's biggest fan. We are coming up with just one thing on Opie before we get to the break. He's actually in Matamata at the moment because of the COVID restrictions. He's living in Matamata out at Waikato Stud. Waikato Stud's down the road from my place. And I've seen him a couple of times in full sweat gear, 27 degrees the other day, in full sweat gear. He was walking from Waikato Stud into town and back again. Now, that's probably about 15 kilometres. And he's out there, 27 degree temperature. So to your point, Louis, he is on at the moment. And he's got that drive in him and that deep burning desire. So that's a good sign if you love getting paid on OP. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and Izzy's got a pocket full of the TAB's cash. We're heading into a break. We'll be back on the other side. 8.44 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're on the home run, or the run home, whichever way you want to call it. We've got Jeff the Ref on the phone shortly. We're going to get to him in one sec. But first of all, I just want this quick question of Izzy. This one's from Jamie. Hey guys, I know this is a tough question to ask as he given he's played with some of the current ABs, but do you believe that some ABs have gone backwards on this Northern Tour? Just in my opinion, I'm concerned about TJ's game and his speed to break down his headspace, given what happened earlier in the year with Foster, which is a really good point actually. Interested in Izzy's views mm. and, and his thoughts on the personnel. Can you just a quick one there, Iz? Um, yeah, yeah, I th- 
I don't. Yeah, it's a tough one with TJ. Like he's his, he's got really good strong attributes to his game, and then he's got things that just let him down. I think his passing is just probably one of the things that's just really let him down. There's a lot of passes that would probably just go into the shoulder, and then you think of like an Aaron Smith. Like his passes are just always in front of the boys. They're always running onto it. I think TJ's passing can just let him down quite a bit but I think his running game's a big strong point um, he's very very good at anticipating where the ball's going his ability to to he's very defensively sound even though on the weekend he was probably just caught out I know when that um, loose forward for Ireland went around the corner of Cody Taylor missed the tackle potentially could have been a sweeper there he was just caught on the short side uh, look I, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked in the forward pack there is a lot of questions that need to be asked to the uh, in the forward pack I think attitude was was lacking, and uh, when you're playing against Ireland and, and the European teams, they bring a real big edge up front, and I just think um, individually, I don't think we matched that, and we we're probably just lacking in the attitude department, and, and these players need to go to a dark place, a special place, you got to put your body, I, I look back, to, I hate going back to when I was playing, but when I went back, when we were playing against South Africa, and they're a team that really are physical, they one-off runners with latches, our whole mindset throughout that week is, boys, this is going to hurt. We're going to have to put our heads where knees are, and we're going to have to put our heads into some places that aren't very, you know, very normal in a normal day training or, or game, but that's where we've got to go to. And I just think maybe those questions probably weren't posed, those what-ifs, uh, to, to the All Blacks before that Island test. So, look, there is going to be a lot of questions asked after, particularly if they don't get the result this weekend. And it's going to be a long summer for Ian Foster and his men. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. We've got a call on the line, Ben. We've got someone there. We've got Jeff the Ref. Jeff the Ref. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> Jeff the Ref there. How are you going, fellas? Good, <laughs> mate. What do you got for us? Do you want to talk a little bit of code? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just calling from the heart of uh, Sipsataga here. The sun's come up and... Uh, yeah, the old uh, pacemaker took took a bit of a hammering over the weekend for sports, but uh, <laughs> I thought I'd rather ring you boys up than Smithy because he's probably in a bit of a downer. But but yeah, it's a rugby really. Um, I've been you know, involved in rugby as a referee twenty five years, and mm. and yep. I'm still doing premier rugby, rugby at uh, great old age of sixty, but. Uh, Lucky I've got, um, you know, the old pins are still going all right. Um, mm. But the issue I've got is the, the law books are saying from Premier Rugby to ITM Cup to Super Rugby to Test Match, but interpretations differs a lot, because particularly mm. like Super Rugby, to watch it as a referee and as spectators and players, but they, it's purely entertainment. So the laws... Yeah. A lot more lenient, you know. We go to the northern hemisphere, or we get these northern hemisphere referees, and a referee the letter of the law, which is correct, but we're not adapting yeah. to it, you know. You know, the, mm. we, we struggle with the interpretations, but they are actually correct by law. But because the super yeah. rugby is entertaining, and mm. all that, you know. Keep the, keep the game flowing and entertaining, but yep. it's not, you know, it's just it's frustrating, that part of it. Yeah, so you think you think we're being refed differently because of the entertainment factor 
down under, when we go up to the northern hemisphere, we're reacting instead of being react uh, pro- proactive. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the referees, southern referee, you know, southern uh, referees tend to be more proactive mm. at the game play. And uh, what do you think uh, of the refereeing though? Let, let's 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 look at the ref. Do you think it was a good performance, or do you think he loved his own voice? <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like bagging referees. It's the best. Like I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's the best seat in the house. But yeah. um, it's just, yeah, they just got to. It's just different. They just refer differently to us guys on this side of the mm. world. But you know, we, we want the game to flow and get entertainment. Like, love yeah. seeing bloody good tries and you know, not, not, mm. nothing better than that. We try to, yeah. you know. Don't look for penalties. We're trying to prevent them, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, t- a oh. tough one, but we need to, we're not adapting to it, though. That's the trouble, you know. We're not adapting mm. to it. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, okay. Oh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you call, Jeff, the ref. And whereabouts are you in Central Otago? Uh, Como Vegas. Como Vegas, Como. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so what would you be listening? Are you on the ninety-three point six or FM or what are you on the one hundred four point seven FM? Yeah, one hundred four, mate. We appreciate that. No, it's good to have you, Dad. good man. You know, oh yeah, it's bloody fantastic. So uh, yeah, no, we we appreciate your call. But, Thank yeah, you, I, Jeff. We're going to have to. We've got Smitty coming up, yeah. so we better get on to him shortly. But thanks very much for giving us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line. Good man. No, anytime, Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, that Jeff. was Jeff the ref from down there in Cromwell. What a beautiful part of the world. Lots surrounded by wineries. We'll get down there soon, eh? As later on this week in that area. It is 8.51 in the morning. Well, Wednesday, Coming up we? next on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That's right. We're going to Queenstown. Oh, how good. We've got the doyen after the break for our tempers. Sleep on it with Smitty. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SCNZ. Four minutes away from nine here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Before we get to the doyen and Smith for our temper sleep on it, we'll read this text out from Brett. Hey team, just a shout out to Stephen Marsh who got us paid at Awapuni on Friday. Threw a bunch of that on the perfect pink at $6. The Dolphins rolled the Ravens and Waikato into the NPC final. She's not all bad. TAB balance is bloody healthy. Good on you, Brett. That's what we like yeah. to hear, my friend. Load up for another big week. We've got some tips coming to you later, but for now, it's time to sleep on it. Thanks to Temper. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. I believe we have the doyen on the line from the beautiful Hawks Bay. Good morning, Smitty. Uh, good morning, Bess. Uh, yeah, morning, Izzy. Not such a great morning. Um, weather-wise, beautiful here, uh, but um, just sucking on a bit of sour lemon at the moment, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, have the text been rolling in from across the Tasman too? I know you got a lot of, a lot of sort of colleagues over there who would be yeah. pretty keen to. Uh, yeah, in. Co- I think it's fair to say I've copped a bit um, from all sorts of quarters, <laughs> but uh, no, it's fair enough. If you you stick your neck on the line and say this is our time and it isn't, uh, you get chopped off. So there we go. Well, I thought it was our time as well, mate. I, was, I really did. I was mm. pretty I was a bit gutted. I thought Kane batted like a genius and we just weren't quite good enough mm. in and around him. It was really only Trent Bolt who no. really stepped up. Right? Otherwise, everyone else was sure. Hey, just a quick question, and then we'll shoot mm. the breeze before he takes us out. 
Our Tempest Sleep on a question for you. We asked, we got Izzy to step in for you on Friday, but I'm going to ask you mm. seriously, do you think now the Black Caps are our premier sporting team? So if we could have a little think oh, about right. that. Okay. Come back to us tomorrow. How long do you want me to think about it? for Tomorrow or today? Today. No, tomorrow. Uh, no, so they're not. I'll sleep on it. Oh, I'll sleep oh. on it. Okay, I'll sleep on it. There you go. At the moment, no. It might change your mind. Might change. <laughs> something I might change my mind in the next 24 hours. But <laughs> unless they have a rematch and win it, I, I don't think so. But we'll just see. We'll have a think yeah. about it. Okay. All right, where do you think? What about Hawks Bay, we Smitty? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry? Well, Hawks Bay? Oh, Izzy, oh. don't get me started on Hawks Bay, man. You know. Oh, no. I know I, the rest of those players, they, they gave them a week off and it looked like they'd been away for a month, yeah. some of them, you know, yeah. and they just lost their rhythm yeah. and, and Tasman were very good where they had to be. They, they You know, they, they mm. put pressure on them in the right areas and in the end they couldn't come up with the answers. They nearly stole it, uh, but I think on the day yeah. Tasman deserved it, to be honest, to be very honest. Yeah. Yeah. Too much carrot, not enough stew, maybe, eh? Anyway, mm. tough old weekend for us followers of sporting teams for New Zealand and if you support the Hawks Bay. But I'm hoping that you got paid in the weekend as well, Smitty. We, we had a little fill up. Over to you, Izzy, to see us out, my friend. Yeah, thanks for everyone tuning in throughout the morning. We've had a good show. There's been a lot of things to chat about. Black Caps just falling short over in Dubai. That's okay. We're still proud of them. Very consistent. All Blacks going down against Ireland. Oh, Black Ferns, we might talk a bit about Black Ferns tomorrow. And South Canterbury winning the Heartland Championship. Well done. Timaru, everyone's got a day off for today, apparently. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Look forward to hearing, listening to you, Smithy. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, 6 a.m. You're listening to Baz and Izzy. Takita.